This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, everyone. I always start by saying, all right, everyone, and then I (laughs) point out that I say, all right, everyone, and I feel self-conscious and bad. I feel really bad. No, I don't feel that bad. Not with this new sound system. Second episode with the new microphones. I'm going to point this out for uh, a long time until the word gets out that I got new microphones. Are you excited that you're on one of the first two episodes with the new microphones? Yes. This is a, a Parna Nancharla. Did Hello. I say your name right? Yeah, you did. Okay. That was really good for someone who didn't ask how to say it. It's true. Yeah. And I'm not going to pretend I... I knew how to say it. I, <laughs> I watched the clip of you, and I was like, "Oh, good, Kamal's oh. going to say her and say her name right." And then he did. And then he did. And then I faked my way through it, and then confessed that I didn't know how to say <laughs> it. But it's pretty. I mean, how often, you know? Why would I know your last? I mean, why would I? It's not like I've ever referred to you by your last name. Right. There are some people who only go by their last name. Like if you live in a fraternity. Yeah, that's a kind of a broy thing to do. Yeah. I don't like when people do that to me. Hey, Barry. Hey, Barry. <laughs> like, come on, man. Oh, well, your last name is a first name. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, I it d- is. It is. I just mean that people around you won't realize sometimes. They might just think your name is Barry. Oh, yeah, that happens too. Yeah. I, I I corrected someone the other day. <laughs> I'm always good. I just go, it's uh, Todd Barry, actually. It's not Barry Todd. It's Todd Barry. Barry Todd sounds like a completely different kind of guy. That guy would be a huge fucking asshole. (laughs) And I'm sure I will hear from one of them, person with that name. Oh, oh gosh. There's probably at least five on Twitter. I bet there's there's 20 on Twitter. Who are queuing up their outrage right now. Do, um... I don't I don't know you that well, right, Aparna? Yeah, I was going to say, this is probably going to be our first in-depth conversation on air and yeah. off air. And I got to say, I'm not enjoying it so far. No, <laughs> I'm joking. That's, my, that's me busting chops. That's what I do. That's what you're known for. What did you, uh, what'd you do today? Oh, my gosh. I had <laughs> where to begin. I No, I actually, I came from an audition. Really? Yeah. Am I allowed to talk about it? I never know what you're allowed to talk well, about. Well, it's not my audition, so you can, if you sat, it's no part that I'm about to lose. But I mean, like what, okay, let me put it to you this way as someone who probably has more experience with this sort of thing. If you go to an audition for a project that has not been on air yet, are you allowed to talk about it? I think I think you want to err on the side of not saying too much. Right. Unless you're doing my podcast, in which you in gotta, which case you got to let it rip. let it rip. You were obligated to spill all. So I think you could say I'm doing a. It was a comedy. 
I'll say it was a comedy audition and it was all improv. Like there was nothing you oh, prepared. Really? Yeah. That's good though, right? It's good. But then at the same time, you're like, this could go. Like, I feel like when it's prepared, there's a narrower range of failure. Whereas when it's unprepared, you can fail much bigger. That's true. I don't know. I feel, I would feel, I would feel excited because I always, I often feel like what I could think of is, this sounds arrogant, but <laughs> funnier than what they Oh, wrote. that's true. Yeah. Was, is that the way the show, is it going to be like a Curb Your Enthusiasm type show? Where it's, no, it was like a, it's like a show that's like a reality show. And then oh. you're, it's almost like I'll say the closest thing I would compare it to would be like if you were auditioning for like punked as one of the players, like the plants. So it's like perhaps an MTV show. <clears throat> yes. I think I just. I think you nailed guessed. it. <laughs> so you can't get in trouble because I guessed it. And then right. you just made it really obvious that I was right. <laughs> Instead of deflecting it. Yeah. You just cost yourself a job was it a fun audition it was fun in that they were like just have fun they always say just have fun that's when you just leave that's what i'm like well then i wouldn't be here was it um is it seem like a show you want to be on i think this one felt like one that i was like well this will be for practice do you ever do that where you're just the audition yeah yeah you're like i wouldn't actually want to do this but I would like to have more experience sitting in windowless rooms trying to impress people. Yeah, I always have that. Um, I've had that before where you're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I know I don't want to do this. Yeah. Should I audition for it? That's not really fair to them. Right. But at the same oh, that's time, true. maybe. <laughs> I know. I But then I, at the end, I always remember, oh, I'm not going to get this. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. The chances of me getting this are infinitesimal sometimes i will be really delusional i'll be like i'm so not right for this that i will then help them decide who is more right really? for this by how unright well, i am you, you should hold on to that line in case they <laughs> you ever turn something down based on the audition right or based after getting doing the audition you can just go yeah i yeah. did this for you to not get the part i was helping you and now you're, you're giving me the part and you're really screwing up the whole plan. <laughs> My whole system. How long was the audition? Five minutes. Yeah. But there was like a clip I was supposed to watch as homework and they forgot to give me the link. So then actually the beginning of the audition was us trying to get the YouTube link to work. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they should give you the show on a technicality. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That was not on me. No. You were supposed to say something hilarious about the link? No, they were just like, we want you just to have an idea of the tone. Oh. Yeah. Like, here's a show that's already on the air. Right. That we're going to do our version of. Yeah. Because I accidentally watched something else. (laughs) Did you... uh, So how often do you get auditions? Mm, I would say I am a medium auditioner. I don't audition all the time, and but it's regular enough that I have to have a headshot at home. Do they still ask for... Sometimes. I don't bring it anymore, but there's a rare occasion when they'll be like, bring 5,000 headshots. (laughs) Bring 5,000 headshots, because we're old-fashioned here. (laughs) Haven't gotten computers yet. (laughs) I feel like that whole headshot business, that's really taken a hit. By, because of digital technology. Yeah, because you used to. And now you can, any, well, it's probably not fair to photographers but i've heard casting people say just have a friend take a picture of you 
Really? Yeah, because they, they kind of just, that. I mean, I'm not, I know photography is an art form, but I think for some of the purposes, they just want to know what you look like. Well, I used to live in Los Angeles, and I can say the headshot business is still thriving. Is it still thriving? It's thriving. That's because the scam acting yeah. classes are still thriving, probably. Because, because for every scam acting class, they're always like, last session, we'll throw in a free headshot. I once, in Florida, years ago, mm-hmm. I went to what was supposedly an acting class, mm-hmm. and uh, they... At some point, they said, "Yeah, so we we need you. Want you to get your headshots, and we can do that for you." And I said, uh, "Do I, I have to do it here?" Like it was all to sell. Oh. And they go, "Yeah, yeah." I go, "Oh, I don't. I go, I don't feel comfortable with this whole thing." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, well, there's a door over there. It was like a different door what? that I walked in. Like it was just it was just a headshot business disguised as a casting business set up as a, yeah. A, like, it's like you know you don't pay to get cast in something." No. If you get the part, you get paid, and then you pay an agent, but you don't, like, pay a a fee. But But I feel like in L.A. they have this—they're still spinning this idea that with the right headshot, you'll get in the door. Yeah, I mean, I I have looked at people's headshots, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't— I wish <laughs> you would have asked. Doing them I wish you would have asked my advice on this. Both that, eyes that blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two black eyes. <laughs> Wait till at least one of them heals. Do you? Um, when's the last time you got headshots? Um. Oh, do you know Mindy Tucker? She's great. Yes. Esteemed New York comedy photographer yeah. Mindy Tucker. She actually took mine in January, and the onus is on me to send her the ones I like, which I have not done for four months. Oh man! See now, in the old days of headshots, I and mean, you can still do this, but you know they used to give you like that loop, like the little thing you look at, what? cram in your eye. Like so a diamond evaluator? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you would look over these proof sheets. I don't know if they called the proof sheets. Uh, that sounds right. But you know what I mean, if they're yeah. not called that. Negatives? No, not negatives. Mm. Oh, someone will let me know. Actually, I don't know. I know what you mean, late, though. But, yeah, the little thing with the little, with the little um, thumbnails. Yeah. The, uh, and, uh, and then you would just pick one, and I would agonize. It would always be easy to eliminate, like, ten of them. But, like, don't. I have like 30 choices. Good looking guy like me, there's going to be 11 there's solid <laughs> great shots of me. But it's amazing like how many different ways you can look in a picture. I know. We're like, holy, is that what that, ugh, that's yeah. what I look like? It's like the range of how attractive to unattractive like one face can look is pretty amazing. Making the same expression. Yeah. So she, she took some new headshots and you didn't. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't sent them in. It's just like. It's the what you're saying, where it's like the paradox of choice. Like, if you have too many options, you don't decide on anything. That's what uh, Costco does. <laughs> That's true. They there do. are people who are still lost in there. I saw a show about Costco. You did? No, they give, there's like, they sell like... What do you like mean a show? A documentary. Oh, on Costco. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think I'm talking about? And uh, they... They have like 4,000 items at Costco, whereas most grocery mm-hmm. stores have like 25,000. Right. And they're like, well, we can give you 300 different choices of Advil. Mm-hmm. We're just going to put out the 500-count bottle. Oh my and gosh. then you're going to go, oh, yeah, I'll just get that one. Yeah. That's kind because of brilliant. It is brilliant. And then you have Advil for the rest then of your life. Then you have so many <laughs> headache-curing opportunities. Because that you're looking at that expiration day going, come on, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You won't have time. Like, you have to have that many headaches in a limited amount of That's time. That's like you got to ask your friends if they have a headache. 
You bring it to parties. <laughs> it's like, does anyone have a headache? <laughs> wow, this should be a bit in one of our acts. <laughs> you can take it. No, you should take it. No, because you saw the documentary. Let's just. I was going to say, let's just give it to a listener, but I don't like that idea either. I don't. I really don't like because I feel like Barry Todd's going to take. It. <laughs> Barry Todd's going to take. It. Do you? Um, so, have you? Do you do voiceover auditions? I just started doing them. I feel like I have a voice where people are like, you should do voiceover. And then I do some auditions and they're like, you need more practice. They're like, your voice is very specific. Yeah. Which I guess is true. It is true. I always coast on that idea where I'm like, well, someone, one of my friends will just write something for me and then I'll break in that way. That's how I got 90% of my tan acting parts. (laughs) That's right. It's been more than It's been when someone knows who I... It's like a friend. Yeah. I lucked out and like my friend hands me something. There are so many jobs that are just friends, helping friends. Yeah. It's really who you know in this business. It's not (laughs) talent or hard work. I've been telling people that for years. No. Telling that for years. Let's talk about your stand-up. Really? How long have you been a stand-up? Like you just sort of appeared like all of a sudden. Really? I feel like I didn't... Like I never... But that's that's a dumb. But thing, also, so. I mo- I moved from Los Angeles. Okay. So I didn't like come up in New York, so people didn't really know me unless they had I had met them before. Why did you move from LA to New York? For totally biased. Oh, because you yeah. had a job here. Yeah. Had you ever been here before? Yeah, just to visit. Were you excited? I was, but I was also like, oh, I guess I have to start again from the bottom. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to New York, baby. The glory of stand-up. But the nice thing about moving here for a job is people were a little bit more aware that I had moved here. So they were kind of like more receptive if I was like, can I be on your show? Yeah, I'm writing for this show. Yeah. Then I go, she must be funny enough. She submitted a right. She She <laughs> sent an email. Did you, um, how long did you write for that show? The whole time was on, right? I started the middle of the first season and then until it got pulled. So one and a half seasons. And you stayed in New York. I did because I really like the stand-up scene here. It's good, right? Yeah. You bounce around. I looked yeah. at your your, uh, your calendar. Oh, no. Of, what, are you ready? Because you know I'm about to rip you apart? Yeah. No, I'm not going to rip you apart. But it's a little New York-centric. It is. <laughs> it's, it's not the most rigorous touring schedule. No, but I actually, before... This week was the first week I've been back. Like, I've been gone more or less the whole first half of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. Doing stand-up? Yeah. Where at? But just, like, random festivals and stuff. Like, well, the first three months I was in L.A. for pilot season. I don't know if that counts for anything. And then April I went to Melbourne. Oh, did you have fun there? It was fun. Were you on that headliner show? Yeah. yeah. I heard that you did it a few, because Greg Barrett was on my. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he get rebooked? I don't know. No, I'm angry. I'm going to be angry at Greg Barrett. I think it's because he was doing the road show, so oh, they just doing, booked him they, for they the, like of, a few of the last headlines. Yeah, that was fun working with him. Yeah. he's really He has a really great energy, as they say. He, yeah, he's very positive. Yeah. We'd send each other uh, texts, just like flat white, and then we'd go get a coffee. Oh, that's so that funny. That was adorable. The, um, flat white. How did the shows good. go over there? They were good, but they were, it was definitely a learning curve, like figuring out what worked. Yeah, because, exactly, because I found that some of those festivals, you'll get some just a lot of curiosity seekers. Yes. And then one sh- then you'll do a show, it's like, oh, this is actual comedy fans. Yeah. 
I, I call any show I do well. That's I said that must be comedy fans. Right. No, that's a good way of looking at it. When I bomb, at. I go, they're curiosity seekers. <laughs> they're regular they're curiosity seekers. It wasn't my fault. So how, how many shows you do? Like 10 there? Yeah. Uh, 10. Right. Yeah. 10. And then, you know, they give you like one or two other spots. And yeah. you flew from New York? Mm-hmm. New York, L.A., Sydney, Melbourne. How did they fly you? Was it premium economy? It was premium economy. And Qantas? Which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Qu- yeah. Virgin Australia. Oh. <laughs> I bet that's a good airline. It was good. Did the seat recline all the way? Not all the way. That's a rough one. I was like two rows behind the people who reclined all the way. <laughs> you got to look at like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, 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 that looks like it'd be nice yeah. to do the next 14 hours that way. But I'm so used to flying coach that like when they brought me orange juice, like when they, when he like leaned over, I like flinched. Like I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> you thought they were going to remove you from the plane. Yeah. yeah we're going to have to land in Tasmania. <laughs> Although that's part of Australia. So that wouldn't really make sense. Yeah, and beautiful I hear. Did you get your frequent flyer miles? Please tell me you did. Yeah. I, I asked for Okay. Because I have Virgin account. Oh, wow. <laughs> That saved us a 25-minute conversation. <laughs> About not getting miles? Oh, my God. I've had that conversation on this show, probably. Really? Oh, oh my God. People, people not getting people don't their even, mo- Yeah, they go, oh, yeah, never do it. Okay. Why? Because they, they think it's a hassle. It's like it's the easiest thing in the world. But you can even redeem it for, like, stuff. I know. What Have you, have you redeemed yours? Not yet. You must Did you get, like, status after you had that? Uh, no. No? Mm-mm. Is Virgin is do you, is it? Are they partners with the Virgin America? No, that's the thing. They're separate, so I didn't even get miles for that. Oh, so now you have to go to London or something. Yeah, I have to start from scratch. I feel like there's probably a better partner you could have chosen. Really? Yeah. Like airline wise? I could look it up now, but I don't know how entertaining that would be. <laughs> but in, would I've be never cared about thrilling. Being so. Thrilling. So what did you do on the plane to Australia? Okay, honestly, the longest flight was 13 hours, and I was really ready for it to be hard, and it wasn't, because I slept for the first eight hours, and then I watched a movie and a half, and then we were there. Oh, so you were able to sleep. See, yeah. That's oh, good. can you, can you s- not sleep on a plane? Well, last time I went to Australia, I lucked <laughs> out, and I went with someone who was doing—I went with Sarah Silverman, so okay. the people bringing her over put me in business class, so oh, I, had her, I had a bed. okay. Or reclining seat, I should say. So that was good. But the year, time before that, I had that premium economy in Qantas where it sure. didn't go all the way back. Doesn't go all the way and back. And I definitely couldn't get eight hours sleep. Wow. I can sleep on any, on any really? moving well, form good, of transportation. That's a good gift you have. Yeah. Segway. Segway? Do you, uh, do you, uh, so you slept, wow. Well, that's good. One yeah. movie? Yeah. One and a half movies. Because on their airline, they give you movies for free. Right. And they're yeah. uncut. They're uncut. They're not that insulting like you take Delta or something. And then you, oh, right. They really like, chop it we up. We modified this for content. Okay. They just like as long as it's just for content. safety <laughs> announcements in there. Do you, um, so you were in Australia, where, where, where else were you? And then I went to, I did a weekend in San Francisco and then I went to Bridgetown. Have you done that? Yeah, I've done Bridgetown. Yeah, that's fun. And then I did a week in Seattle after that. Where'd you go in Seattle? Just like local shows. I did one night at the Tacoma Comedy Club, which oh, is yeah? new. Oh, yeah? Was that good? It was fun. It was a Sunday night show. It was a little bit, you know, reserved. Right. But it was still fun. It's a church show. It was a church show. 
late night church show. So you went to Bridgetown, you went to Seattle. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do more of the road? After this year was the year I traveled the most for stand up, and I think I can with confidence say that I am not built for the road. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because I get I get really lonely, and then that turns to despair, and then I get really uh, I spiral quickly into an existential doom. Really? Yeah. Well, that is you have been on the road, which is not conducive to making people laugh. Oh, so you think it affects your shows? Well, just in the essence that most of your day is spent in, in like mental anguish, and then you have to like go do. Can you find stuff to do? Like you're in Seattle, find yeah, a coffee but, shop. But even when I do, it's like for some reason, if I don't have like my places and like people that I know, I get like I like I feel ungrounded. Yeah, I feel untethered. You gotta go on the road more, though. <laughs> Is that the only way to combat it? Uh, no, I just think it's good to go on the road. But I, if, if, I agree. If, if you're not built for it, but also even just going with one person, you know, I think makes a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, I mean, festivals are nice because you have the whole, yeah, uh, you know, the camaraderie, right. But it's kind of fun to just be completely in a strange city where you don't know I anyone. Like, I like that part. But I think just back to back to back, I was like, I've stopped returning emails and stuff. Like, I kind of fell off the map. Really? That's a good way. To, don't <laughs> yeah. you think that's a good way to stay tethered, though, is to write back to your friends? It is. But I would like just, I would start wandering at the beginning of the day. Then I would never get to a coffee shop. And then at the end of the day, I would be like, Oops, I forgot to exist today, like on the How grid. How do you forget to go to a coffee shop when you wake up all tired? Or I'd go to a coffee shop and then I would like read, but I wouldn't log into the grid. Oh my God. <laughs> this is just the most, that, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you would, you're going, you got to go to a coffee shop that has perfectly good Wi-Fi and you pull a book out. Oh my God. I know. That's a tragedy. Well, it's not all fun and games. <laughs> Did um Okay, well I think you'll uh you'll find a way to make it work. Well, I was curious cuz I feel like you've done the road for yeah. years what and years questions and do you have. <laughs> well, how do you make it fun when you're just by yourself all the time? Well, or by now I feel like you probably have friends everywhere. I have, I do have friends some places I don't, but sometimes it's just like I said it's fun to just go just like Yelp a coffee shop. Yeah. It's like oh this place looks really good. You right. go there and I sit there for 2 hours by myself. Oh yeah, I de I definitely do that. I do that here in New York. Do you? Yeah. Do you write or do you just do you I'll write or you know answer emails or whatever. The whole writing in a coffee shop. That's something I really want to do, but it's I don't get a lot done. Where do you usually write? Are you distracted I, or? I am. I'm a. I have no discipline. <laughs> um, I write on stage. I write. I don't do a lot of. Yeah, I think I'm. You? I'm still in that camp where I have to like write it out by hand, not word for word, but just the idea of the premise, and then. But then when I do it on stage, it kind of morphs into whatever it becomes. Yeah. But I, I definitely come from it where I have to write it because for some reason when I talk out loud, sometimes like nothing makes sense to other people. Really? Yeah. See, I have the reverse. I mean, I, I, I always find it's better if I do some actual writing because you can only make it better. Yeah. 
If That's you, true. Like th- anytime you're just thinking about the joke, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it worse, probably. But I do find that I some of my masterpieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have a, I have probably about six real. I would. I think the only word to describe them would be masterpiece. How do you decide? <laughs> like, when do they get that blue check mark? <laughs> when do I verify them yeah. as masterpieces? Yeah. No, they're not masterpieces, but fully formed bits. Yeah. Like, I would, I could never have written that out. Right. Because I, I feel like some of the turns a joke takes, you only learn by doing it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. That's true for sure. It's kind of fun, though, to fine tune a joke. Oh, like once it's almost there? Yeah, and then you just go, oh, what if I say this? It's oh. over here instead of here. And then this eruption of laughter. Oh, my heard. gosh. <laughs> they just carry you out of there. Like, oh, you switched the two words. <laughs> you switched those words. I saw you last night. <laughs> Fantastic improvement. improvement. <laughs> That's this is all while they're carrying out. Did you, um, do you write every day? Did I ask you that? No, you didn't ask me, and I don't. Okay, <laughs> you nailed those two questions down. <laughs> boom and boom. I like to, and some, and I've had weeks where I'm like right for an hour every day, but I don't know. It it feels sometimes it feels so painful to just sit there and not be able to come up with something that then then later when it just comes naturally, you're like, well, maybe I should only write when this happens. Yeah, that's that's uh. That's uh, you mean strike while the iron's hot, right? I heard an author say you should strike the iron to make it hot. Whoa, that's pretty cool, right? I believe that. But that sounds like a lot of work. But I've also heard if you just sit there, even if you don't come up with anything, if once you get enough in the habit of that, you will just start coming up with things. I do feel like if someone paid me to write my own act, whoa, I would. But they do. They do. But no one, I mean like a more disciplined, like outside, like, Todd, we're going to give you $125 a day. Yeah. If you go and write for two hours. Like just the way you, people handing out flyers. But that makes me sound like I'm only in it for the money. It's more the outside discipline. No, but they, I, haven't they psychologically proved that if you reinforce things that you, your brain, you trick your brain into thinking, or is it the opposite? <laughs> I think it's the about, opposite, actually. Wow, you're about to give out some bad information. I know. To no, my you're listeners. right. You're not supposed to reinforce things with money because then you think that's the only reason you're doing it. Wow, I just blew it on that one. <laughs> this will be deleted. No, it won't be. <laughs> this is going to be just everything. Cut out There's this nothing whole cut out of section. this one. This is a this is a this is one's ready to go. <laughs> if this continues this way, it's going to be like. I feel like we had podcasted every day for an hour. This really? Would have been have you been on a lot of podcasts? I don't know what a lot is. I feel like I'm on a lot, but I feel like there's probably someone who does one every day. Have you done Mark Maron's podcast? I have, but on, but many years ago, and it was the live version. Those are fun. I like those. Just, just slam You just come in, ones. and then you're done. That's it. You don't have to get deep. Where'd you do that? At Bell House? No, that was in L.A., so that was at the Steve Allen Theater. So you moved here from L- from L.A. like a couple of years ago? Yeah, like uh, not even a year and a half maybe. Yeah. Not long. Are you looking for another writing job? Yeah, I think, I, I think after doing the road, I'm like, eh, I kind of like being in one place and traveling as the exception than traveling all the time. Yeah. Do you have a, you should, you should get a home office. 
I just learned about home offices because of taxes. Oh yeah, you can you can declare you can part of declare your declare part of your. So I feel like I do have a home office. It just doesn't look as professional as other. Well, I think it's also a thing with tax wise. It doesn't have to be. I don't know if you actually have to have like it walled off. I think it's right, like, but I think it helps. I mean, just because I have a complete plush office. Is this like, your home office this right is, here? This is my home office, oh, and also gosh. I guess where I should start eating. Also, you guys... I don't have a place to eat in my own apartment. Can't you eat at your desk like many, so. like, many people? I know. That's such a weird thing. It's like grown man, like there's no dining room table. Wait, I didn't even notice that. I know. How does that? There must what? be a way to fit one in here, right? Yeah. It's not the smallest place, but it's not the biggest place. Even if you had one of those fold out in front of the TV table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I actually thought of getting one of those, but then I thought that's kind of sad. I mean, it is, in essence, a sad piece of furniture, <laughs> but it has a purpose. It is. It's, it's better than, like... when you're eight and you're eating macaroni and cheese while watching yeah. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah, I just hit... I hit with a lot of dated references there. Macaroni and cheese, that doesn't exist anymore. And the TV for us is, in essence, part of our work. Yeah. Do you watch a lot? I've been trying to watch more, but I... People are like, you really don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, people reference shows and like, never I seen have it. No idea, no idea. But I've 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 recently committed to things and then I watched the whole season. Like what? Broad City. Watched the whole season. That's good. I heard that's funny. It is funny. Uh, Nathan for you. You seen that show? That's great. Yeah, he's funny. I just started watching Girls. A lot of female-dominated programming. Really? That I gravitate toward. So like uh, <laughs> Monday Night Football? Yep. <laughs> Do you, uh, is your dream to, what is your dream? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a terrible question, <laughs> but I feel like we're comfortable enough where I can ask it. And you could even say that's a terrible question. Which you did by saying that's a tough one. I was almost going to answer with that, with saying a dream I had recently, and then I was like, I would I'll never that. do that to I'll you. To that. No, let's do it. I'll do it really briefly because okay, I yeah. know people don't really want to hear it. But I got a cat in the mail. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. They just wow. opened a FedEx envelope and a cat came. Was it out. a kitten or a full a full grown? Full black cat. Really. Is that a bad sign? No, uh, uh, no that's a dream. It's, it's <laughs> all sorts of shit happens. In your, do you have a cat? Mm-mm. I know some cats. That's it. Where do you live? Am I allowed to ask? Astoria. Astoria, Queens. Okay. Do you have roommates? I live with my sister. Do you really? And her boyfriend. Oh, my God. I know. It's like a sitcom. Do you get along? Yeah. What does she do? She does, like, nonprofit work. Really? Save the world type Ugh. stuff. <laughs> That is terrible. Why? I'm being facetious. I know, of course but... that's good. Yeah, it's fun. My God, you thought I was serious? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to some, see how committed you were. There probably is someone out there who's like, ooh, why would, non-profit, why, why would you do that? But it's kind of amazing how, how every job has like petty politics, and of even people do. who have really high-minded ideals are like, oh, oh yeah, Gina. They're, yeah, they're, <laughs> there's plenty of uh, awful people who are also liberal yeah not your sister not my but the sister. people she tells you about yeah are horrible you like her boyfriend yeah 
Well, honestly, they're both very domestic and like they're not married, but they have a very like they cook and they're always like, you know, making it very like livable. So I just feel like they're child. <laughs> so they cook and you eat. Yeah. Do you grocery shop? No, I don't even have to. I mean, I probably should, but I don't. You don't? Mm-mm. So you just, they buy the food I really and they cook it? I really just live off of that. Wow, I love that. I know. Well, she, your, your sister's probably raking it in at that nonprofit. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's good that you get along. Yeah, I, I still, you know, I contribute, but. I know you do. But. <laughs> I, I feel like you would. I feel like you're, you don't seem like a freeloader type. Yeah, but I think it would be easy to fall into that role where you're just like, I'm not hurting anyone. Yeah, it's the it's the free part of freeloading. Yeah. I think that's the, the appealing. The uh, so would you want another writing job? Would you want stand up? Oof. I think I know what you want. What? You ready? Please tell me. I think you want to. Have your own show. Oh. That. I know this is a real big one. Wait, really? She wants to have her own show? <laughs> you want to be super successful? Wait, really? No, I think you want to have your own sort of reality funny show. Not reality what? show like following people around yeah. and having them argue with each other. Right. But that you're the, in charge of like a, like a daily show type thing. Oh. Huh. Am I wrong? <laughs> I would, it's so I think it's funny that you said that because just the other day I was I told someone point blank that I was like I don't want my own show. Really? Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> that worked out. <laughs> As a moment in this podcast, I think that works out great. That but I, I just hundred percent. <laughs> but I just meant that I didn't want to be the sole leader of it. Like I, if I was part of a team of even like two or three. But somehow the idea of just being like the Aparna files, it's like too much pressure. <laughs> the Aparna. It's too much pressure. Well, you pressure. got the title. That's half the battle. <laughs> the Aparna file. I like that. What other? What other? It's uh, more managing people that scares me than having my own show. I'm trying to think if there's any other good Aparna <laughs> names that we could come up with. Oh, I'll just punch them in later. Yeah. Just, I'll pull an all-nighter. I'll come up with a list. <laughs> I'll throw it in there like people will 15. be like, wow, he rattled that list off yeah, spontaneously. Like at midnight. So you kind of want to be, all right, I'm going to re-guess. I'm going to okay. re-guess. Is that a word? Re-guess. I'm going to yeah. say you want like a good be a word. part, like regular, recurring on like Veep or something. That would be great. I just want to be that person, yeah, who comes out, says a thing, and then leaves. <laughs> I just want to say one thing, leave, and then make thousands of dollars. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? No, it can it can be done. It, it'll probably happen. I whenever it's like Amy Sedaris's career, like she kind She's of does nice career, whatever yeah. she wants. That's that's I like that kind of career. That's, that's my dream. Yeah. So I'm sitting here doing a podcast. Well, that's what for that's, very little money, like <laughs> four thousand a week at the most I make off this. That's nothing. <laughs> no commercials in my podcast. Mm-mm. I don't think unless they stick them in there, and I don't know about it. Audible dot nothing. It's just pure passion. This is a pure passion project. Yeah. So would you want to be on a writing staff again? 
Yeah, I like be- I like being on a writing staff. I think I'd like to try writing for a scripted show yeah. that's like you know like a narrative or a sitcom. Do you think you do you think that'd be? I feel like writing for a sitcom would be frustrating because it just I personally just wouldn't want to hear feedback yeah i mean yeah. some feed oh it's good to hear feedback but just yeah like, oh can you uh yeah uh, uh, do you mean you like on the network yeah, side like you yeah. can't do you can't do that that'll offend someone if you uh, yeah that's true that, sh- that shit makes me sick have you ever worked on writing stuff i worked on sarah silverman show that was oh fun. yeah i worked on the a... award shows a, a few, like the vmas a few times okay that's... are they heavy-handed with notes on uh, well, the VMAs are more like, um, yeah, we need a Kid Rock and uh, Mira Servino are going to present <laughs> an award, so we need banter. We need fourteen hundred examples of. Oh banter. my I mean, god! I'm exaggerating, but they'll give them like, we need an intro for Sean Cole. Pope Diddy's going to come out, and we need sixteen intros for him. You kind of like, here's four. One of these is good. But and then they, it's just a lot of like volume. It was not. It can't say it was like a grueling job. And you get to. It was. It was kind of fun actually. Okay. Is he? But then is that person the final say on what gets what they pick? Um, I remember. I there are times. Yeah. I mean, if the person who's presenting says. Yeah. I always thought that was the way to do it because like they once <clears> gave me something for back. Yeah. To read and yeah. Was like yeah, I just want to do my own thing. I was like, okay, you should do that. You yeah. should do that. Yeah. I, even though I just slaved over this thing for, <laughs> I'm going to say, eight minutes, writing the perfect thing in your voice. You do it. You wing it out there. Yeah. No, but they sh- they should wing it out there. Right. Because it's always weird when you see those, when you see just the real stilted Oh, yeah. Stiff. Those um, aren't fun. Have you written for an award show? I haven't. I was just curious what that process is since it's... It's pretty yeah. fun. And it's also, it doesn't last long. You know, it's like a few weeks. Oh, yeah. That's nice. I like these short jobs. I feel like I've done more of those since Totally Biased, and I like where it's just like, write this, turn it in in a week, and you get your money. What have you done? Just like freelance, let's you know. Hear the, let's hear what you did, <laughs> unless you don't want to tell me. Do you want to let... Well, no, it, some of it has just been like advertising stuff or like internal web projects and stuff I didn't even know existed. That's cool. Your agent yeah. hooks that up for you? Sometimes they just reach out to me via like my website. Holy shit. Yeah. Harnetcomedy.com. <laughs> That's it. You have a very colorful website. I do. People are always like, what's up with your website? Why would they say that? Because it is like, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. <laughs> it's a busy one. It's a busy I one. I didn't find it like cluttered. I thought it was like. Yeah, but it definitely has like, you know, a point of view. <laughs> <laughs> now you lost me. <laughs> Sound like a judge for a uh, glass comic standing. I know. What's your angle? Have you been watching it? I have been watching. It. I haven't watched it. I just heard about the Ben Cronenberg debacle secondhand. Yeah, yeah. And I know him, and I was like, that sounds like they just made it. It look was a bit of a bad. It was a bit of a like, hey, let's make a let's let's cause some controversy. Oh, here. sure. So let's. It was yeah. It was pretty shitty what they did. I thought. But I feel like they probably are going to do that more this season since they cut out all their the easy ways they can do that, which is like pulling people in off the street. Yeah. Yeah, they used to do. I, I always felt bad for those people, too. It's like, me right, too. So this crazy guy stood in line. He's still a person. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it's not like, I think people think comedy is like 
it's not like even American Idol where it's singing where it's either you can or you can't. Like if you're trying to be funny, it's a lot more excruciating to sit through that. And it's a, it's just a cheap shot to like, yeah, hey, let's make this guy look bad. Like American right. Idol, from what I've seen, never they're not going to butcher someone's song. Right. When the, If they are legitimately able to sing, they're yeah. not going to make it look like they can't. Did you, did you ever get asked to be on that show? I actually was I was in the first round this time oh you were yeah and then I didn't I actually because of a conflict I couldn't keep doing it really I know but I, I that makes it sound like I was like they really wanted me but I just I it didn't I didn't choose to go further I kind of want to hear this conflict but you don't have to tell me oh it was just going to Australia oh yeah 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 you did the right thing yeah I'm glad you went to Australia <laughs> I was going to be on Australia's comic standing. Did you, uh, did you, uh, back to Australia, did you, did, what'd you do all day in Australia? Okay, Australia was different because it was far enough away that it was really exciting to be there. So yeah. I, like, made an effort to explore and, like, go around. And flat whites, I had so many flat whites. <laughs> I wonder if that's, like, their joke of a coffee. Like, I know their coffee's really good, but I wonder if they're, like, make fun of people for ordering flat whites. Oh, but they're so good. They are good. Why are they so much better? I don't know. They're, they're, Australians are very, uh, I've sort of had to calm a few down over here. Like, <laughs> what do you oh, mean? You're, you're cool. I can't do accents, but your coffee's not shit. <laughs> and you're like, here, I'm going to take you to this place. And then you take them and go, oh, that's really good. Like, okay. Calm down. <laughs> I found we can make coffee here too. As soon as I got back, I googled Melbourne coffee in New York, and I found a coffee shop in New York that was started by an Australian, and they had flat whites. Yeah, there's one right near here, which I'm what? not going to say the name of because oh then you'll easily then, you'll rob my apartment. Not that you, will but, count as an ad. But I, you know, I'll tell you. But yeah, there's um. There's a whole, there's a whole, yeah. there's like a whole thing of like Australians in opening up coffee shops in England, London. Yeah. Have you been to London? No, that's my that's my next goal. How many Virgin Miles do you have? You can probably. That's crazy. How did you get Virgin Miles and not go to London? I haven't gone yet. I don't know. I feel like I would go if I had a reason to go. No, I was asking how you had them. I thought you already had Virgin Miles. I have Virgin America Miles. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> People, I don't know why they're separate. They should be like, joined. Please don't go back into talking about frequent flyer <laughs> uh, No more frequent flyer mile talk. I can't take it. It's almost like we've replaced ads with talking about inane yeah. topics. I know. What? Well, no ad. Yeah, I mean, if one of the airlines wants to pay, I'll pretend that I think they're frequent flyer miles. <laughs> you might have a diehard Virgin employee fan base. I do, man. I had a United pilot in the audience recently. What? And I was like, right from the stage, I was like, what are you going to do, bro? Are you? It's like nothing. Do you? I mean, I think you've probably traveled enough where the mystery of travel is not as exciting, but I still find it strange when the pilot is like sitting at the gate with you and like yeah, eating you, their food. Yeah, you'd think he'd have like a, a lounge. You think there would be like a separate pilot? <laughs> right. It just, I'm like, you can't just be a guy at yeah, the sometimes gate. Sometimes I've had them sitting next to me. Like, you know, they're what? going to another, you know. Oh, they're going yeah. Somewhere and you're, like, you're like, really? You don't get upgraded? I know. This is the time I was on in coach. Wow. 
Why are they not? Why are they not given special treatment? I think they do all right, though. Do they? I think some of them do. I think if you're flying a big old plane, I think that whoever flew you to Australia is probably doing well. That's true. The person who flies you maybe on a small plane to uh, to Lubbock. Do you think it's like the equivalent of comics who are headlining theaters versus <laughs> like I think small there is, one-nighters? I think there's, there's that template in every job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I use template, right? But I think I did. Actually, a lot of flight attendants live in my neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Oh, because it's right near, near LaGuardia. La- yeah, near LaGuardia. I've always wondered if that is one of those jobs that seems like it's going to be great. And then you're like, oh, man, this is... It seems like a hard job. It seems so hard. And it seems like if you want to start a family, you have to stop doing it. Whoa. You can always be you gone. Sh- you just shut down I know. My show, that was... Ter- oh, I feel terrible. You shut down my show. <laughs> um, well, just in that you would never be home. Yeah, I know. I know what you meant. It's like but being maybe, a rock star. Yeah, maybe that's not true. Do you... Um, where else you got some upcoming? You got a little traveling coming up though, right? I do. Don't aren't you going to Denver? Oh yeah, I am in See? July. And you were going to one other place in I Chicago. Forgot. Chicago. What are you doing in Chicago? There's, you know how they stopped doing just for laughs there. Yeah. So some local comics put together like kind of a DIY festival. So I'm doing that comedy exposition. Really? That's what it's called. Where um where's that at? They said it's at three local venues, TBA. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> you might want to get your money in advance. TBA, <laughs> your money in. Here we're booking you. We don't even know where yet. Okay, I'm gonna count this as not being booked then. <laughs> You're gonna be somewhere in the city. We think maybe. Maybe. Did you um? Yeah, have them pay for. Have them buy the plane ticket for you. I'm really I'm not sure business guys, savvy in that. I'm a in, super. Do you have a booking you, agent? I have an agent, but. What about stuff like it's this? It's usually through my management. Oh, okay. they handle the stuff? They, they handle Oh, you're with Avalon, right? Yeah. They're tough. They're tough. Okay. They'll, they'll take care of you. They're not going to let They can get you over slide. to England. I know. I w- that's my goal. Well, have you done Edinburgh? Yeah, I've done Edinburgh. I've done I would love London, to do Edinburgh. Glasgow. But you have to have an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I kind of want to have an hour that I want to take there first. What do you think? Can I ask what you think you have? Well, that I'm happy with. I I mean, right now I have like 45 minutes that I'm fine with, but I want it to be like You want to be a little, you want to do a home run. <clears throat> yeah. You don't want to be like I did this hour that I liked 40 minutes of. But I talked to someone from who is visiting here from London. He was like, "Yeah, not everyone's hours are great. Like, oh no, there are, a lot of them are very, yeah, padded. They're very much like yeah. filler, right? It looks, you know, a lot of the shows look like, oh, you had a year to write a show, and this right? Is what you came and up this with. is what you came. This up is with. a show that you need two years to write, yeah, but you have to do it in a year, right? I think it's hard to write a show in a year. It's so hard. I mean, I'm, I can do it, but most people. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I always do it, but most people. But no, there are people <laughs> who go to Edinburgh every year, and like, I, I don't know. know how, you, how you fucking. Even every other year feels manageable. Yeah. But I don't know. But you should go there. I would like to. I heard it can be hard on your wallet if you're not. It can be in the sense yeah. you're losing money. <laughs> if that's what the expression hard on your wallet means, losing money. Mm-hmm. There's ways to make money, but it, it can be a uh, losing money proposition. 
But it seems worth doing. Yeah, it is. Just for the, it's a cool, really cool city. Yeah. It's uh, it's just a great environment because there's just shows everywhere. You get to go see yeah. all these little weird shows and meet comedians from the UK. And... Yeah. There were a lot of UK comedians in Melbourne. Yeah. Who did you hang out with? Do you know, mm, they were all like young dudes, like James Acaster. No. Nish Kumar. Uh, I know him. John Kearns. Joe Lysett. I may have met some of these people. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna know half the people you said. You know Daniel Kitson. Yeah. He wasn't there, but he visited for a few days just to check it out. Really? Yeah. Went to Australia for a couple of days. Yeah, I guess he's taking. He's not doing the festival circuit this year, but he's just still. I think yeah, he'll he'll go around and watch shows. Yeah, and it's funny because I've known who he is for a long time, and I'm like. A huge fan of his, but I didn't want to out myself, so I just pretended to be, you know, another <laughs> You want to out yourself by saying something nice to him? Hey, I don't mean to expose myself, but I, I like what you do. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would you reveal that to me? Well, he seemed like he was trying to keep a low profile. Yeah, I, he's not necessarily a guy who's providing yeah. attention yeah. of that nature, but I'm sure he would have been nice to you. Yeah, he was very nice. I'm sure he's listening now, and he feels terrible. Oh no! I doubt I don't. I, I thought he was here for a while. He was here. He went on tour with Eugene. Right? Yeah, that's what it was. Do you um? Do you? Where, where were you born? D.C. Really? Yeah. Do you work there? That's where I started comedy. Oh, yeah. I never even asked you that. Where at the D.C. Improv? Yeah, that, but there's enough of an active scene there that you you know bars and little theaters. I like D.C. Do you? I didn't used to like it. There was a long time where I was like, I don't like this. I don't love this city. I, I never hated it. But then yeah. at some point I was like, oh, I kind of do like this city. What I don't may, know what changed. What, I don't know oh, what turned it for. All right. I know. That's what you were going to ask me. I don't know. I just. Uh, I have trouble as someone. to walk on or something. Who <laughs> grew up there being able to describe it to other people. Like, I feel like there's no distinguishing characteristic other than politics that people really attribute to it. Yeah, I mean that—that that is probably why I like it. It's not like my favorite, city, sure, but I like it. But it is—it's got its own. Flavor. Yeah, and the crowds I find for the most part are smart. And I want to. Uh, yeah, they are smart. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Next time I go there, I want to like infiltrate. I just want to go to a place <laughs> where the like Pentagon. No, no, nothing illegal. <laughs> just like go to a bar where where you know lobbyists and that type of people hang out. Oh, just to. Just to Hear what's what they talk about. Oh yeah, it's a different and world and all that. Yeah, I mean the the bars like near Capitol Hill. You see it's a lot of like seersucker suits. Yeah, and yeah, sock garters. I don't know what else. What are sock garters? They're the things that hold your socks up. Oh, you know, I did know what those are. Do people? Yeah, people wear those, right? Yeah. God, that seems like a nightmare. Like I'm, I know. I bought something like that to supposedly hold my sheets in place. <laughs> I bought a three guard, different yeah. Sheet There's these things that I bought a Bed Bath and Beyond. They're like they look like gardens. oh runners. I don't know what they are, but it's okay. like it looks so simple. It's like oh my god, this is the most complicated invention. And I I think I chucked them. I got well, I got frustrated with them. If they weren't justifying their existence, no, I just had to eat the four fifty or whatever. Four hundred and fifty. I need the four bucks. The, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't four hundred. Some of those home products are really expensive. Do you like stuff like that? 
I hate fitted sheets. I dream of a day when we are past them. I you know it's weird because I was just looking, believe it or not, because I I've been making a point to somewhat make my bed, and I looked at a YouTube video <laughs> on how to make a bed. <laughs> Tutorials on everything. Oh yeah, there. There's like a, there's several of them, but I think like a real like army tight. Yeah. They don't use a fitted sheet. They use a what? I think they use like a hospital. They do this thing called hospital corners. Yep, yep. But the fitted sheet, yeah, I, I, I it defies all odds is how how little I'm able to get that on the first try. It's like fun. it makes me angry. I know. And your bed should not be something that causes you anger. Right. Like changing my sheets, I'm like oh fuck up. Oh, I got to get myself geared up for it. Well, if I feel like I make my bed, like I take the time to actually make it and it still looks bad, then it just feels like my entire life is a sham. Are you good about making your bed? I'm good about making it look like I made my bed. I learned a trick that sort of, yeah, that's what I do. I do it like, a, okay, he, it looks like it made an effort. It's <laughs> not like, oh my God, this guy should work for Marriott yeah. as a house cleaner. <laughs> this guy can nail a bed. <laughs> It makes a bed like it works. He's in got the touch. But I read somewhere, someone like it was online or something where someone made it. They go, make your bed while you're in the bed. So I did what? that today. Well, when you're getting up, you just kind of like spread it out. So then when you get out of the bed, you can just do a quick. Oh, my You know what gosh. I mean? Like, like you move at the right edge of the comforter to the other edge so it's sort of you flatten it out then you ease out of the bed that feels like a david blaine trick oh it's it's not that good <laughs> make yourself out of the bed no no make yourself out of them make the bed while you're in the bed but then you have to get out you do have to get out so, i know you, you're i know what you're saying that that screws up the whole it's equation. a paradox <laughs> I think you used the word paradox twice. I did, but one was we get a it. book. You know the word paradox. <laughs> book title. We get it. We yeah. know the word. You know the word paradox. Do you have anything you want to plug, Aparna? That is consistently a question that I'm searching for answers to. Um, we could talk about your Twitter account. We could plug that. Okay, let's Funny plug tweets. my Twitter. It's a parnapkin. A parnapkin. Where'd you come? How'd you come up with that? I, because I I chose it before people were using their full names. You can change it. I know, but it feels like too... You can use my computer to change it. Hint, hint. No, I'm joking. This is the truth. I don't think people have enough confidence in my last name for me to comfortably change it. Like, they I think don't. they'll give up trying to find my Twitter if someone's looking for it, if they have Honestly, to have spell little, my uh, whole last name. But does it say your name on the... In the, like, where it says your real name? Does yeah. Does it say your real name? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good enough. Yeah. Then. Then the other's just a little handle. Right. A par napkin at Twitter. That's it. You have a lot of followers. I don't know what a lot is it's anymore. It's like 30,000. It's not. It's mm, a fair amount. It's a very respectable amount. <laughs> Was there like a turning point tweet for you? I think it's a combination of like people with a lot of followers retweeting you. Yeah, that's and, what I meant. And then like, you know, if you do like a TV spot. Like yeah. if you do, you've done At Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, their show is so internet heavy that it's like, you'll go up a lot. I didn't get a, a huge, like, really? people are like, oh, you're going to get so many new followers from that. And I don't think I got a lot. Um, but I mean, in terms of, like, bumps at one time, that yeah. was like, it would be like something like that. Your Conan set was good. Thanks. That was really good. 
It was my first late night set. I you look super comfortable. The jokes are good, good. And the jokes all worked. Is I think that's all you can ask for. Are you going to do it again? I would like to do another. I feel like your first one, I was talking about this with someone recently, where it feels like your first one is just like, so, there's so much pressure on it that any ones you do after that probably are, will just be like so much less daunting. Uh, I wish it was like that. <laughs> it's not. It's still like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. I mean, for me and for other people I've talked to, where, I mean, I know some people who are saying, I've talked to who are like, oh, the second one is actually more nerve wracking. Oh, I could see that too, especially if the first one went as well as it was you, a home run. Yeah, as you could have hoped. And you have a website of Parna Comedy. That's it. Parnakin, Parnacomedy dot com. What else do people plug? I guess if you're on a TV Is show, there like a show that you're doing. Aren't you doing Caroline soon? Oh yeah, Caroline's in like two weeks, opening for it's Rob Delaney. Two weeks. Oh okay, yeah. So June nineteenth to twenty second. Nineteenth, twenty second. You're gonna play to huge crowds, you know. Yeah. Have you played Caroline's? You I've played, yeah, just a couple times. Because I'm sure he'll sell out every show. Yeah. That's good. He's the king of he's the king of Twitter. It's a good gig. Yeah. Look Thanks good. for being on my podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for letting me secondly christen your new mics. Yeah. You did a good job. You have that orange. You. you have the the orange uh, windscreen. I have the yellow one. That's the Todd Berry podcast. I used to do this part separately, but now I just do it with my guests sitting here uncomfortably. <laughs> Check me out at Todd Barry, ToddBerry.com. Feral Audio, F-E-R-L Audio.com puts out this podcast and many others. Check them out. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Hey, actually, there's one other thing I forgot to mention. How did I forget to mention my special? My crowd work tour special available on lewisck.net for just five dollars it's over 70 minutes it's just me doing crowd work messing with the crowd in seven different cities from san diego to alaska i know alaska is not a city anchorage but it's five dollars on lewisck.net lewisck.net all righty thank you bye This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.